0: Welcome to the Cinephile Hissy Fit Podcast, brought to you by the Ruminations Radio Network and sponsored by Film Obsessive. This is the Tyree Food Movie Debate, hosted by two film critics, cool dads and struggling teachers. I'm Don Shanahan.
1: And I am William. Gotta get me some of that, Johnson. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you're, you're on it There we go Ladies and gentlemen We're damn glad to have you folks This is all for tantrum's sake we are shared passions and high fives watch away any place for hate No matter what We encourage you all to love what you love But for now The gloves are off And the hissy fit is on This week we're sticking with This Harrison Ford deep dive That we've been enjoying Post-Indiana Jones And uh, we both uh, Will and I both found a movie We've never seen before As blind spots in our Harrison Ford uh, Filmography And we're going with Mike Nichols' Regarding Henry From I want to say 91 I think number 99. It is 91, yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There we go. Um, our format here is this. The recommending lover goes first. They will get five two minutes to shower their praise and state their high-minded case. Will has this movie at four stars on Letterbox. I have it at three, which puts me in the hater slot where I will have five or my own to present any counterpoints I think I can try to do, but I don't think I need to, with any manner of intellectual score earth. After that, we'll open it up for about a half an hour of shared conversation where the if it really gets chippy. So, ladies and gentlemen you know, compose yourselves, shoot yourselves in the head and let's go.
1: (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah. Regarding Henry, I I guess I'll go as the lover. I mean, this
0: is uh, five to you. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. This is um, written by a young Jeffrey Abrams who I did not catch that connection, but then I saw, can't like, I saw him as a pizza boy or something in the movie. And I, I went to Don, I'm like, Hey, did you see JJ Abrams? Why is he in this movie? And I realized that he is actually the writer of this one. Um, which would explain why him and Harrison Ford might have a nice little connection there, especially in the future. Um, yeah. But regarding Henry, another one of those uh, deep spot, or I'm sorry, uh, you know, deep dive Harrison Ford things, which I remember seeing previews for this quite a bit in my VHS latchkey days. I mean, I was nine years old. I probably rented some things I probably wasn't supposed to rent and this would be on there. Cause it's not a, I'm not, it's not like a hard R or anything, but it's it. I remember probably just being scared because someone told me about what happens and they have a clip, you know, John Leguizamo shooting Harrison Ford in the face, and you're like, oh my god! And I probably was scared of that at a young age and never saw it. And uh, but I've always, you know, one thing we've talked about when we talk about Harrison Ford quite a bit on this podcast. This will be the eighth movie I believe we're doing, eighth individual movie of of his that we've done. Um, you know, I think that we kind of forget how great of an actor he is, uh, not only from the, I won't go into all the caricature stuff that I talked about in the last episode, but you know, there's kind of a caricature of grumpy old Ford now, you know, and we kind of forget that he was, um, not only a great actor, um, who could command a screen and be one of the greatest movie stars of all time by you know, basically carrying blockbusters on his back like Indiana Jones and Star Wars. But he was an actor who looked to work with interesting directors and do interesting roles. Um, and sadly, a lot of these these uh, lesser known movies are things I missed out on, which feature some of his best performances. I mean, I watched this right after I watched The Mosquito Coast, which is a lot of people's favorite of. Uh, harrison ford performance because he is completely against type and probably the most chameleon he's ever been in um in that movie and this one is um you know uh, another challenging role that you have to have charisma and bravery and you have to play against type to really nail this role and he did it um i think it's I think regarding Henry is easily one of Ford's top five performances. Um, One thing I've always admired about Ford, and I think, I don't know if I talked about this on the Harrison Ford deep cut episode that we did. um, But one thing I think is amazing about Harrison Ford is that he, he obviously is a unique looking, very handsome man. He's got movie star looks and a great personality. Um, But he had that ability and stuff that I had seen. Uh, I think the example I use was clear and present danger where He can, you know, be look like he looks, but can also be an everyman, which is kind of crazy. I think, I think there's other people that are like ridiculously good looking, like maybe a Paul Rudd or something, that make you feel like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just like Paul Rudd. Even if you don't look as good as Paul Rudd, he has that personality and that ability to not make it about how he looks for you to be like, ah, impressive. And that's what he does here. Um, because for those who don't know the plot of the movie, um, Ford is this pretty, I'm not going to say nasty, but he's super rich. Doesn't really give a shit about people or things. He just is a hotshot lawyer. Who's totally willing to throw the, the every man under the bus to win a case. He's mean to his daughter. He's having an affair with his wife, which you find out later. And he's just, he's just not a good guy. He's kind of like the, you know, the eat the rich, rich people that you are kind of disgusted with. But, he does go to. Uh, he runs out of cigarettes, and he goes to a, uh, a convenience store, and he gets shot in the face by John Leguizamo. And in an interesting twist, he gets shot in the uh, chest and the head. Interesting. enough, the head thing isn't a problem. It's actually the loss of oxygen he got by getting shot in one of his arteries in his body that made him lose a lot of oxygen and a lot of brain power, and he becomes essentially a vegetable who has to start over again and and learn how to walk, talk, think, and and uh, he becomes a completely different person and of course ends up alienating the rich dickhole society that he's part of and it takes someone who could be super cool and evil and mean like Harrison Ford is in the first 20 minutes and then become completely lovable and you care about him and you feel so sorry for him and you love him and like i said it's not you know a heroic indiana jones or han solo type role it's it's a man who is physically, uh, you know, handicapped in a sense, mentally handicapped, but has a good heart, and it's it's a different role for him, especially at that time when he had already established himself at that time as having finished Indiana Jones and finished Star Wars, when he is on that Polanski trail and that Nick, Mike Nichols trail and doing all this really interesting acting stuff, Peter Weir and things, and this is another one of those examples. So I know I'm going a little bit over, but another deep cut Harrison Ford that you want to see because it's not just Harrison Ford movie star but it's Harrison Ford the excellent actor.
0: Well done sir. Yeah, right there with you. No. Um I, I like that this is the little double feature we've recording tonight with Hanover Street uh, being, being the episode we put on tape before this uh, because these are just um two very atypical Harrison Harrison Ford performance. We're not used to him um like you, like you said, we're used to rugged movie star, especially by this point in 1991, where he's unquestionably. This is two years after you know Last Crusade. He's the he's a list big, biggest star on the planet, um, where he could do anything he wants, and here he is doing a. Uh, again another melodramatic schmaltzy thing that uh, a lot, that got scathed by critics as being s- sentimental and overly melodramatic and, and or simplistic or or you just you know you can do the nitpicks of different things that are just that wouldn't happen this wouldn't happen this wouldn't happen and that kind of thing but um but for ford to kind of go hey mike Nichols, i i trust you I, I you like a good story paramount the check cleared thanks a lot and um but for him to still take a part that exposes him exposes him to be to act in the, in a different way than just being, like you said, the either the curmudgeon he would be or the big movie star that he was. And uh, I, I cannot fall into Harrison Ford for a second, as much as we say he's become the curmudgeon and maybe the paycheck chaser now. He had a period, and this was part of it, where he took chances. And I really, really respect that. I feel really bad for this movie because it's like three years after big, you know, and Tom Hanks came in. With his new brand of every man, a younger man of every man than Ford was, Ford was forty eight when he made this movie, uh, where he in a lot of ways, guys at forty eight are maybe not maybe not going to, i'm I'm not saying he's doing simple Jack where he's Ben stiller and Tropic Thunder where you never go full retard. Um it's he's not doing that. but for for the big star, the especially the asshole lawyer, to go to reel it down to learning how to walk, learning how to talk, learning how to figure things out. that's a very and i think what i love about it is it, it showcases what harrison ford can do with body language with facial expressions he has this look of genuine fear from movie star looks that i don't think his contemporaries can do like ma- like I, I i tom cruise can't look this afraid he just looks less confident than he normally does the only person i've seen who can do this who can look frazzled yet still be the man in the room is probably tom hanks uh, and again i i hate to reference big from three years earlier but like when you watch tom hanks you know play the 13 year old child exuberantly with body language where um and in different scenes where he just has to be show vulnerability in in a very unique way where yes you look like the older composer, you're supposed to have all your stuff together person, but then hey, act like you're not. And Ford has to do that for a little bit here in this movie. And it's an impressive stretch. And is it completely nailed? No. Um is it the is it but at the same time, this is still Ford still showing that he can pump his own brakes and and again, not go, I hate to use the stiller thing again, but not go full retard. Like when he's flicking his paper at his daughter in the library, like that's a, just a great simple scene of like of being lighthearted about it. His line deliveries, yeah, the people might go, well, he's doing an oversimplistic thing. Well, if you've met people who've ever gone down that far with mental capacities, simplistic is all you get. Um, I think the two people that helped sell this movie and make it, I mean, Ford's doing just fine, but I think the two people that make this movie uh, another step better or, or, or save it from being a disaster are, are Annette Bening who was only 32 at the time, just coming out of grifters and whatnot, where she was the next thing on the scene and shockingly so much younger than Ford. Um, but um, you have to kind of believe uh, that she could stay good or find good again in her character to make this work, you know, cause it'd be really easy to make her an eighties bitch, just like he's an eighties rage monster, you know, rage monster lawyer where it'd be really easy to see her just be, um like kurt russell's wife in tombstone where she just isn't here for any of this is not invested in any attempt to to better her man but she is and i think that's the next level touching part of the movie that that helps a ton just make it just one more step better than just ford trying really hard for what he's doing and of course bill nunn you know bill nunn is the i'm sure someone's going to call this the magical negro part of a movie but that's then. Then you're not giving credit to Bill Nunn of coming in here and just being, being a lighthearted. I'm here for the work. I'm here for the people. Person where when he's doing those lines, and I know they sound like canned scripted lines, um, of like, hey, I'm here because I help you. If I'm not here, you don't get help. And like, the complete utter dedication, I even on a movie star movie character level to that job, I feel really genuine for because I've met teachers who are like that. I've met nurses who are like that. Where the ones that are just ultra super positive because that's the job and i you don't see the lot in movies you see the clock watching nurse you see the frazzled teacher who can't wait to get the fuck out of the door um you never see that with the bill nunn character and yeah because it's the one black guy in the movie it probably does go down as the magical negro thing but that's a damn shame to what is a completely buoyant lifting part in this movie so yeah ford's doing a great job but I tell you what, assisting and making it go really, really well is a committed, uh, a recommitted when you think about where the characters came from and obviously the revolutions to come to the end. Um, Annette Benning going for it and then Bill Nunn. My, my goodness, Bill Nunn just, ah, just so much fun. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's take a quick break for a short announcement from our non-corporate partners and friends. You've been listening to another Fine Point podcast on the Rumination Radio Network. This is Game Agent E.T. from Oh God, It Hurts! And we hope you keep on listening to our fine, fine podcast here on RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. All right, Rebecca, thank yeah. you much.
1: Well, yeah, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you mentioned Bill Nunn, who is my favorite character in the movie, and I'm glad you mentioned him about having met people like him, like teachers, because...
0: I have, he, yeah, he I He reminds truly have. me,
1: I mean, I, I'm not trying to, like, pat myself in the back, but he reminds me of me as a teacher. I mean, I, I'm definitely not as happy go lucky as he is. Um, Yeah.
0: I mean, he's still chasing skirts and he's still a man,
1: you know, I'm I'm known by some of my students as the grumpy one, but,
0: but, (laughs) but in
1: general, no, but I, I mean, I usually use sarcasm to kind of reflect that stress and then get serious and and help. Yeah. And I think that he reminds me a lot of that because it can be, you have to have a lot of patience with stuff like that. Um, you know with uh you know basically teaching someone how to live again you have to be
0: patient Mm -hmm. with that kind of stuff you do
1: and and he has such a great you know uh, now i'm not sure how um well it's definitely unorthodox some of his techniques um i'm not sure that his um, his hospital or rehabilitation center would be like Hey, you want to get him to talk? Why don't you just put as many hot items into his eggs as possible?
0: <laughs> but there, uh, I don't. That's I don't the know 80s. Fly. <laughs> that's <laughs> the 80s and low compliance era for you, right there. You can get away yeah. with some shit back then. Remember lead paint? You know, true. yeah. That's but, the 80s. Uh,
1: but no, it's and it's it's a movie, so you know you're not right. going crazy on it. But um, you know, uh, just like you know, in the real world, like if Harrison Ford gave evidence that he had to the people that he formerly was going up against. I'm sure there'd be lawsuits up the ass.
0: You know, he'd
1: he'd be sued into kingdom come by the company. The lawyer
0: side of this is (laughs) the lawyer side of this certainly is (laughs) shortcutted and softened and and probably a weakness of the movie where I I think, I I think he's dropped like a bad habit. I don't think he ever gets, I don't think he walks back in the door post-accident. I mean, it's nice that Donald Moffat might be a good boss, but it's, that's yeah.
1: As much as I, uh, hate i've done my I've done my time in nine to five America with yeah. you know my cubicles. I would kill someone for that office <laughs> that office oh, hell yes, yeah, insane that is the probably one of the coolest movie offices I've ever seen, like I was yeah, just like hot yeah. oh, damn, can you imagine like the Chrysler building being right outside your window
0: mm-hmm. like it was just
1: like it that's a cool damn office, so like it I wanted to be a lawyer for about four seconds when I saw that office. But, uh, <laughs> But then I realized I'd have to be like a complete horrible human being, and, and the movie does a good job. Maybe we talk about melodrama. Maybe I don't know what the word would be. I don't think melodrama is the word to use this, but like for for example, the film shows a very slick, you know, you know, very like almost sociopathic Harrison Ford, like screwing the little guy, and then going yeah, out to him, going out to the phone and being like, "You didn't give me that fucking table I wanted, you fuckers!" I know. Yeah, you know, and it's and then it's just very like. It's a, not, high, it's a little heightened, you know, but yeah,
0: but not dialed it to. It's not dialed to like coke habit level twelve, you know. Like yeah, yeah, it's but it's just it's an so, asshole. Enough of an asshole.
1: Enough of an asshole, and you have yeah, to yeah. because because that character. You know, only is really on screen for ten minutes. Yeah, you have exactly. to really sell that he's a fucking.
0: Well, asshole, you know? I, I do like, like that it's. I do like that it's like not Michael Douglas, where it's like raging, like it's not a Rage Monster. Like, for example, yeah, like true. even the scene where he gets shot, like when when the when the when Leguizamo shows him the gun, it's not an exasperation like who are you motherfucker like it's not a tirade it's more the he almost sighs like oh great I'm just trying to get fucking cigarettes like he it's almost then, like a low grade lazy level of aloofness well, and richness you know it, it, which yeah, still exactly. makes you an it's, asshole
1: it's the sanctimonious nature of
0: good word for okay, it okay
1: it. it's like hey guys look yeah. I'm just gonna get cigarettes you do your little urban thing that you're doing when I'm done you know like right. it's it is very much like not in touch with reality And oh, and sure. I think, yeah, and yeah. I think there was a. This movie doesn't do it as bad as another movie I thought of while watching this. There was a movie with Jack Lemmon and Ted Danson, and also a very young Ethan Hawke called Dad. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Have, you, have you seen Dad? Not in a long time.
1: Yeah th- that that one had a lot of very sweeping moments where like you're yeah. you can tell they're trying to get the Oscar like. Yeah. But it it has the similar theme of like you know you kind of have this vegetative, older man who right before he dies, like kind of has this reawakening and, and kind of gets back in touch with life and his family. Yeah. This has the same kind of structure where well, you know, what what happens if you take a man mm-hmm. and start him over, you know, and yeah. put him together with the right people and then put like it's kind of like a reverse fish out of water thing in a way, because it's it's like, yeah, what would you do if you put this completely innocent um person in these scenarios that are completely foreign to them like right these incredibly rich apartments this incredibly uh bloodthirsty job of being a lawyer screwing of you know representing all the big companies you know like being in these really uh what do you call it uh, hoity-toity private schools where you can't even mm-hmm. talk to your kid over the phone yeah you know it's it's a, that kind of that fish out of water of like okay what happens if it's the same person but they get a reset button and it's yeah it's compelling so even if you definitely don't even if you don't necessarily buy the melodrama of it and you're not convinced of all of it, it's, it's compelling watch. Cause you do want to kind of see him in these scenarios of like, definitely. You know, what is he,
0: you know, <laughs> I like, but, it's, but it also, yeah. Not yeah. To, to echo where you're going there, uh, yeah. kind of like Hanover street again, where yeah. it's still, you know, heavy, it's still stakes and heavy stakes for heavy sure. personal stakes. But again, in a small non, spread everywhere for the sake of spreading everywhere setting like there's no like when he knocks on that door to explain to that client from the first scene of the movie how he fucked up it's not media standing behind him it's not in a grandiose stand up in the cafeteria i was wrong it's not a monologue it's not a soapbox um when he you know quits his job or confronts the affair lady or and vice versa or um every little moment is not it's just it's done with simple smallness that yeah maybe isn't the maybe isn't the flashy swing for the fences oscar like you said oscar bait kind of stuff but again when you look at where that guy would go and the vulnerability that he shows for being for healing the way he is a guy like that wouldn't want anything big and loud and attention getting and whatnot where like he's crawling out of his skin At that coming back to the law firm party when he's healing up, and obviously he hears the the people talking about him and leaves. But like even when he's getting the toast from Donald Moffat, like he does not want to be there, and I like that. Like it's not a again in a different role. Someone would come back with the fucking victory lap where they would just be like, "Look at me, yeah, I'm back. Let's go, let's fix it." Like it would just be too easy, too convenient. It wouldn't be legitimately emotionally hard and ford sells the hardness of the emotions and then benning does too and it's yeah. it's, it's well, really nicely done
1: i like that like you said you referenced tropic thunder with the going full retard what i what yeah. i like is that there's a lot of great humor in this movie mm. and it's and it's not at the expense of his illness no, like not at all like for instance one of my favorite moments was uh, it, it, it it's a callback to an earlier scene but like at one point, Harrison Ford just gets lost in New York. He just walks yeah. around and does all this random yeah. shit. And he watches. He goes random, to like yeah. a he goes to like a fucking porno theater. Uh-huh. Yeah. And there's a great moment where, like, in a way, I mean, you obviously know that the person, the physical person, has had sex before, but this yeah. new Henry has not. And hey. there's this great line when she's like, you know, touch me, and he's like. I don't know if I could do it like the guy I saw in this movie. Like there's just uh-huh. little like little touches yeah. that are like that or like, you know, mm-hmm. flicking the, the paper at his daughter. Um, and, and then there's some Mike Nichols-y moments that I, I don't think necessarily fit into the film, but they made me laugh. Like there's a moment where like one of the lawyers you can tell is probably like a young hotshot lawyer trying to replace here. Yeah, yeah. It's like, my name is Jeff. And Harrison yeah. Ford goes, what's wrong with that guy? It's like, he's an asshole. It's just, you know, it's uh-huh. very like
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: a little too pat, pat, pat for me. That's but, true. No, there, there's just a lot of good, good, good moments, good situations. Nothing is played, like you said, nothing's played for the no, Oscar. Nothing, no, but nothing's no. played
0: for the. Um, nothing's undercooked like the, either. You know, nothing's right undercooked, middle. and it's, it's yeah. not
1: grandiose. Like, no. for example, like I think the scene that made me feel the most emotional um, is not like a love scene or any of that mm-hmm. stuff. It's when he has to go home from. The, uh rehabilitation center and he does not want to go because he has no idea yes right who his wife and child is and yeah. it's that it's that it's an excellent it's an excellent bit of acting harrison Ford, because because
0: there's that look regardless
1: well yeah but regardless of you know i think people have instincts like people in real life are not like i mean we've all experienced it in some way or another where like you you're, you're trying to like hide an emotion or you're trying mm-hmm. not to blow up and you're, you're trying to be effusive or passive aggressive or whatever. Yeah. And he has that great moment where he's like painting and you can tell, it's almost like a child where like the, you, the child knows he has to go to the doctor and get the shot. Mm-hmm. But he's like, I'm just painting. I'm just staying here. I'm not packed. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and it slowly builds to the point where even for him being this sweet, nice person, he has this moment where he just kind of hits stuff and goes like, I'm not going, I can't go. You right. know, and it's it's super moving because like you can see the fear, you can see the anger, you can see the, yeah the uh the confusion. Word I'm for, that, yeah. uh, well, confusion, but also like um that helplessness. Like mm. he knows yeah. he has to go. Like I said, That's it's right. just like when your dog knows you got to go to the vet, or he, yeah. you know, the kid has to get the <laughs> shot. Like he knows yeah. he has to go, but he's trying his best to be brave, and that comes down to like these base instincts. And it's mm-hmm. it's it's an interesting performance too, because like big. You have to look at it as um, a child, really, in a sense. I mean, they're rebuilding their life. And and it's interesting. Like, I really also liked, like, what he could remember. I thought that was pretty, like, it wasn't like he, like, you know, he falls down and suddenly has a flashback. He's like, I remember you. Like, it's one of these things where he's like, oh a great carpet you had great carpet yeah, right like and, yeah. and stuff like that and uh, none of
0: those things are a ton of bricks over obvious clumpers right. either there it's also slowly baked in so true well, and
1: it never and the other thing too that i'm really proud of too uh-huh. um i don't know why i'm proud of it but i, I just i, I was <laughs> I like i'm glad humor. i'm glad when i watched it it didn't happen like he doesn't get all of it back and then yeah. have this moment where he has to decide am i going to be a prick again or he would yeah. be like, like, once he gets shot, like, this is him. Like, it's not... yeah, it, yeah. Because uh, I think it's a common trope for, well, you know, these it, guys it, to, like, get all their memories yeah. back, you know? And then, you know, that that doesn't happen in this. It's revert to the
0: norm, great, norm, right? Yeah. yeah, I
1: thought that was or a you great think, touch.
0: And, and then, same thing with Big again, but, like, you know, like, we at the end... The 13-year-old boy has to come back, you know, and like he's gonna go to the Zoltar machine and this this little dalliance can't last forever. Um, but you know, you're right. I, I like you have you have a man that is irrevocably changed. I here's a comp. Um, the Majestic with Jim Carrey, mm, where sure when, when, when yeah, but when he finally remembers everything at the end, and yeah, yeah. It, and it all floods back in, and now it's like, oh shit, now I know what I know, and I've gone through what I've gone through. How can I have both? Well, maybe... You, and that, that just seems preposterous versus an, an irrevocably changed person like this one. Okay, um, hey, question for you. Yeah. Do you feel this movie needs a harder villain? Or is that another good component of the smallness of it?
1: No, it's, a, it's, it's good because
0: the, the because villain, it, if so there's a speak- super obvious asshole and Bruce Altman, film debut, is normally your atypical perfect 90s asshole. But he doesn't have, he's, yeah, yeah,
1: no, you know, I was expecting like the.
0: Once I saw him, I'm like, uh oh, here we go. Well,
1: the other guy, too, I think it was Richard Mofin or what, what's, what's the older guy? Donald Roger, yeah.
0: From *Fear and Present Danger. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, once I saw him, I was like, oh, he's going to kind of be the big bad that is going to, yeah. like, you know, but
0: like who's going to fuck him over, right? Like but, yeah, someone's going to.
1: He actually does the right thing and like lets him have a job. Right. and keeps paying him because his family's like in fucking turmoil yeah but um but no i i, I don't think so I think, I think this is one of those rare occasions where you don't need it i think of like for instance i think of uh, like when i uh, here's my star trek references like here it comes you know one of the best like of all the star trek movies there's usually a villain like a con or something totally And then, and then one of the ones that was the most popular with star trek four where there there is no villain if there's just a hurdle you have to get over which it,
0: it's a circumstance star
1: trek, yeah. yeah star trek four it's like you got to get these whales back in time yeah but there's this no kind of the same there's thing no pursuing
0: it's, monster yeah,
1: yeah this is more of a he's got to overcome
0: yeah the debilitation like, is the villain debilitation.
1: Yeah. It, it, so it's not um but as you say it like that that could be huh. misconstru- you know I, I know you didn't say it to me like this but that's another thing too. I think that the way that they treat the disability yeah. is really good too. Like they when, when we say it as a villain, we just mean it in terms of the plot,
0: the but hurdle. Like it's you said, not, yeah, but they yeah. don't
1: make it like they don't make it like you cannot function with a, with this disease. They don't make you try to feel extra bad for him or like yeah, baby him because he has a debilitation. Like yeah. it's very it's very on the level. And you and I know this as teachers who who experience kids who have like you know IEPs and and mm-hmm. special needs stuff like. It's not like they are uh, you know, impossible to work with and can't do right. anything. like they just have little things they need to work on. So I do like the maturity level of the, this too, mm-hmm. where, like I said, they don't mine it for jokes and they don't right. they don't do it for pity, they don't do it for melodrama. It's a very in-your-face approach to like real issues, debilitations yeah. and stuff like that. Because these movies I mean there's always a movie that comes out every now and then where you can tell the intentions were good. What was the one? Right. That came well, I, out I got a tangent
0: in a question where this, well, yeah, what that you do yours first yeah
1: but what was that movie that came out with um uh Kate um Kate Hudson about the autistic singer girl like I think it was directed by oh, like you know what I'm um, talking? I think it was called like songs and something I don't know but whatever it was like yeah you could tell like th- th- maybe the intentions were good but like yeah. the way they depicted the illness or the autism yeah, or whatever yeah. you want to call it was so like cringy and bad that it Mm. ruined the movie but like this doesn't this doesn't like you know it doesn't want you to we we see this a lot in films like with like what we call like poverty porn like where you are enjoying the agony of someone else this is very much a straightforward like he's got this problem he's got to overcome it and some of it he won't be able to overcome and that's part of life and and i
0: think um i think two things happen as well like one is um the wealth factor In terms of being like a negative trait, also kind of goes away. Like, like it's not the oh, we're gonna, you know, especially because the '90s, we are we're in we're in that high time of like litigious society and lawyer jokes, where it'd be really easy to just wish this guy. Well, then you're fucked. Sorry, guys, go back and move to a regular apartment. Like, don't get your life back. Don't get your 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 socioeconomic status back and whatnot. Like, they don't they don't over. They don't over critique or put commentary to that, to, to the wealth part. They just want this guy. right. They want this guy healed. And then to the, and then to the disability thing, like, this is another thing. I hate to keep going back to, you know, looking at the era of which this movie was made, like the way I did with big, but like, this is also what two, three years after awakenings where you, you gotta, I didn't want to say De Niro goes full retard, but like the, like you said, the presentation of disability can be done more severely and for severeness's sake, not just for the awards bait stuff, but just the idea of like, we need to wallow in this for a very long time to feel some pity and feel some empathy when maybe you don't have to, maybe you just need to, just a married man and a good therapist and i i like that like you could tell they filmed this at a at a medical facility where there's in the extras in the back are people getting real therapy it's not just a bunch of tv Mm -hmm. extras you know pertaining to drink coffee you know they're they're people stretching out with wheelchairs and whatnot like they went out and found a good place so that's nice to see
1: well if anything they could have raise the stakes a little bit. I couldn't help but in terms of the financial stuff, like, you know... You should like, hit him harder she, than it
0: does, yeah. When, totally. she's
1: like, when she's like, well, we can't sell the apartment for as much. I'm like, I guarantee you it'd be enough. And they do move yes. to, like, a house that's clearly Sabrina's. still in the city, and it's like, yeah. okay, they're doing fine. So they could have upped the stakes in that, but I don't get too crazy about that kind of shit. I don't think this is a movie but glorifying it, the rich. Yeah, There's but always going to be
0: then it's an unintentional takedown of the bridge just to have that cake and eat it too stuff. And you don't need that. Just have a man, just leave it on the man, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. And it's, yeah, there's nothing, like you said, there's nothing undercooked. There's nothing overcooked. This is, I think everything kind of, and that, that, that may be why maybe some people, you know, a lot of, a lot of people that I trust that, you know, when I posted that I was watching it, you know, have said, Oh yeah, I don't remember much other than Ford being good. And I do think this is Mm -hmm. one that will probably slip out of my memory over time. I'll remember Harrison Ford being excellent, but I won't remember like little details and things like that. Uh, And that's okay. This is definitely more of a performance movie than anything else. Um,
0: Just like Hanover Street last week. I mean, I'll, I'll put this on the list of, yeah, it might not be one of his top 10 best movies by any means, but as a to see him work as an actor and just, you know, when you, if you don't ever think the man has range, this goes on the top 10 list of, Hey, watch him do something different. Watch Hanover street, make him make, watch him as a romantic, dramatic lead, watch him in this be vulnerable, non movie star. And and Mm -hmm. I think those are, those are checkboxes that are, that I think are required viewing to a super duper appreciate. Yeah. A guy who you've said many times is arguably one of the biggest movie stars we've ever had. So yeah i i this is a movie i that maybe will slip out of my mind but it's a recommendation i don't mind sliding across the table be like hey you like that harrison ford guy it it might not be the best might not be the coolest thing in the whole world but slide this across the table and go hey just look at him for a second in this and be impressed for a little bit you know
1: yeah absolutely yeah Yeah, it's I, i mean so we won't have unfortunately i don't think we'll have as positive an effect on rotten tomatoes with this film because at least according to wikipedia this one has 44 yeah. percent with 32 reviews so i don't think we're we gonna get, get it to over it. the
0: threshold but no 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 try. But <laughs> well, well that that score once you said 40 reviews we could put a percentage point or two on this one so that will be nice
1: yeah for, but the for other sure. one
0: we might we might swing some we might swing some produce department stuff on hanover street so that's pretty well, cool.
1: well you know the other thing that i've thought about with this movie and then also coupling it with hanover street from last week is i think one of the things we both said about both of these movies is that they're kind of well we didn't say it as much with this one but there's just kind of an old-fashioned quality like there's a kind totally. of a they don't make movies like this anymore kind yeah. of thing
0: this and, this feels like a 1950s movie that would have whatever pick your star of like sure you know like the majestic like it would just be quirky yeah. hunky dory town trying to help help a buddy out you know get your get your mind back you smile all the time, make, make things happy, you know, it, it's, yeah, it, yeah. it,
1: it's, it has. And I think that is why perhaps, cause I mean, I am looking at the, um, uh, the reviews from the time, you know, like yeah, I mean, yeah. everything, oh, everything, everything, that's, stuff there. everything that's singled out here, um, in terms of on Wikipedia anyway, you know, Vincent Canby's yeah. Roger Ebert, stuff like that, Peter, Chargers, uh-huh. everything just kind of just, says the movie's bad and i and hanover street was the same way even to the point of the star saying they hated it yeah i think that i think that's why you know one of my mentors in college who taught who taught me all about shakespeare Mm -hmm. you know he said like king lear is the kind of thing you need to read like every major anniversary of your life you need to read it at 30 you need to read it at 40 you need to read it mm. at 50 60 etc because yeah. you will get something different out of it each time i'm not saying this is as profound as a kingly or something but i do think that movies especially in today's age on twitter where everything is reactionary everything's either the greatest thing ever the worst thing ever everybody's comparing oh, everything so yeah I, I think that like movies like this like i think that they age better over time like i'm sure that I Mike Nichols and everything Weren't like, oh, hey, these guys in 2023 are going to talk about how great my movie is. Unfortunately, I'm making, you know, only so much money in 1991. But there is, you know, the artistic part of it, not the business mm-hmm. part of it. The artistic part of it, like the, these things are not supposed to be necessarily disposable entertainment. There are some things out there that are.
0: But yeah. I think
1: when you make a movie like this, other than maybe some fashions or hair choices or whatever, like it's kind of a timeless story too. I mean, the I think morals so. it, the ethics yeah. of it makes sense. And uh, yeah, I, I don't see, you know, this is a perfect example of why I think people should go back and watch older films and,
0: and,
1: and check out these deep cuts by these big movie stars and things like that, because I think you're going to find some diamonds in the rough there. I agree. You know, because you always said like cream rises to the top. It's one of your favorite. It does. Reasons. Yeah. And it, and it does. I audio mean, yeah, will Han-
0: always be found, you know?
1: Like when Han Solo, or sorry, Han Solo, when Harrison Ford, you know, when he dies, they're not going to put star of regarding Henry and random hearts on his, you know, on his thing, but there still is value. I think a lot of people, you know, look at that and say, well, like, okay, well, you know, he's Indiana Jones, he's Han Solo, he's all this, but there is still value to some of the stuff they they do, you know, their their career as a whole, when they try these things and try something different and you know, it, it, it just, like I said, I, yeah. if anything, I hope with the last two episodes, not only do you guys check out the two movies we talked about, but start looking deeply into these stars' filmographies, you know, Especially, and trying to yeah. find something like this. There's not a lot of actors. Nowadays, I'm to think of, yeah. I'm trying to think of... Well, I got a I couple. Know, well, I know Tarantino said, like, there's really no movie stars anymore. Um, there's,
0: but there's the, some that are trying... Here, I'll give you an example. Like, um, yeah, yeah, this isn't ahead. a good one, and th- it definitely doesn't he does not have as deep of a resume at taking chances as Harrison Ford. But um, Chris Evans is hey. trying. Like, yes. Chris Evans will, yes, he's Captain America. Yes, he's the great man. Um, and but he'll make like gifted. He'll do his own thing with Before We yes. Go as a directorial debut. Like, he'll Excellent, he'll huh? He'll he'll do knives out. He'll take some chances and not Scott just pilgrim be,
1: where he plays an God, asshole. Absolutely. Like and, yeah.
0: and he, I mean, and it helps that he has a history before being Captain America, at least a little bit. And and Harrison Ford has a history before he became, you know, Hansel and uh, and and Henry Jones. But um uh, so you've got some people that are trying. Like, I can't say the same thing about chris hemsworth i can't say the same thing about chris pine i can't say the same thing about then mm-hmm. Diesel has a couple chris Pine, like, i'll
1: go with i i will think that i do think star trek tries- what's he
0: got oh i guess like don't worry darling like he's it's less frequent though and there's King, still big stuff.
1: you know he he yeah. does a lot of those he did some stuff he's, with patty jenkins on yeah. tv
0: but no no i know what like, you're saying well that's what i'm saying like i think of something somebody- i mean but you're still talking we're still talking about like stars taking chances like this is harrison ford two years after last crusade saying you know what slow it down here i'll give you an example here this is his filmography from 82 to 92 you got blade runner back to back with return of the Jedi back to back with temple of doom can't get three bigger movies than that but then look at him pivot witness mosquito coast frantic working girl back to form with indiana jones and the Raid and the last crusade and then presumed innocent regarding henry and then boom 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 patriot games fugitive he's he's huge after that but that those five regarding henry presumed innocent working girl frantic i guess that'd be six mosquito coast witness that's a big star taking swings on without big budgets doing small fare with good people and that's what i want stars of today to do is like hey Go make and whatever it takes. Go make, do what Ryan yeah. Gosling does. Go make a Damien Chazelle movie. Go make, uh, yeah. somebody go make a Barry Jenkins movie. Like, go go with, go, be in a Greta Gerberg sidebar side, sidebar movie. Yeah, I go think grew-
1: Gosling's a good 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 a good example He's, of someone who yeah. takes those
0: risks. But like, uh, uh, and then DiCaprio, of course, is the guy who does I... not take the franchise shit, but makes only works with the quality of people, finds the electric projects has to be right for him um yeah no, some of I, this stuff I, has gotten big but he's still the guy who sure, he would take sure. chances like this i and yeah could i do, think
1: yeah. yeah i think and i think that comes down to the market too like this is true I, I, try to think, I try to think of like um you know like somebody like russell crowe one of my favorite actors mm. like there was Crow, a time when Crow. when he yeah. could do the big budget stuff like the gladiators but then he would yeah. also have like a really small indie or something well, he's got really like
0: confidential you know like yeah, well
1: those those days are kind of over like like, yeah. like for example we talked about this on our heroes episode like to me chris pratt is amazing as star lord is one of my all-time favorite heroes
0: yeah but, but he doesn't have of one the, of these these well, are
1: because of the yeah. nature of the business now yeah he's either got to be in he almost um,
0: can't make feet
1: like he he has to be in big stuff he has yeah. to be in the jurassic worlds in the supermarket like he isn't given the opportunity to take two years off and do a small film right and and you know and unfortunately Now, Chris Hemsworth has tried. If you remember, they tried. Butterhead, he tried. tried, Yeah. Well, no, no, they tried to remember. There was there was a time after he got famous with Thor. Yeah, they tried. They tried to put him in like in the Heart of the Sea, Black Hat. Yeah,
0: but those um, are still Rush. Yeah, no, those count. Stuff like that, and and it was make your smaller projects. Yeah, but it was they they didn't
1: succeed. They they were bombs or flops. Maybe Rush wasn't, but but like Heart of the Sea was a huge flop michael mann's black hat like lost like 80 million dollars like it was a well, huge you, now you're block. back
0: to the business side like right. that's the that's the the nice thing about these ford ones is like all of them made money probably because they oh, yeah. there like witness did great mosquito coast made it, it didn't bomb frantic right. did all right working girl was a nice little hit this movie made back its budget twice um, presumed instant did fine like he didn't sure. pick losers and he didn't make yeah, losers. But it's-
1: it, i'm yeah. talking about the business side because there is a yeah, yeah, yeah. different angle to it because yeah the, the the stars these days they either get and i'm using hemsworth and pratt as an example pratt yeah. can't do small stuff he has to be big and hemsworth Unfortunately, they crucify him if he tries it's and true. No one, because he's so he's, he's so connected now to thor
0: well he, yeah that, he's you also know, they, you know physicality wise like he's he's almost too gorgeous He's not a and, human <laughs> He's he's just he's a mannequin like you know, he's he's too good like he couldn't do this movie not a well, chance and it
1: is tough to find it is tough to find a, a good comp for Harrison Ford because when well, I think you need, of somebody well, who's... here
0: you said well, it you need an everyman and well and Evans has a better chance than Hemsworth of being an well, everyman because
1: because what I'm thinking of is like
0: Gosling I don't too. think
1: Mark Ruff, Mark Ruffalo is a Harrison well, Ford level star
0: no not but at all he, but
1: he but he's he's one who would
0: do. You know, he'll, yeah, do the the do he'll do the Avengers. He'll do the.
1: Now you'll see me, but he'll do the spotlight. He'll do
0: the. Well, you know, cut like, his teeth uh, in Indies. Like he came up. Yeah, he or came up in it.
1: But yeah, but he'll still do like he'll really experimental stuff.
0: He'll he'll go out there. Yeah. Um,
1: You know, but he's not a Harrison Ford level star. No, no, no. Um, no. You know, I think of somebody like Ethan Hawk who balances
0: no, also he, not you know, a Harrison Ford level star. Know, either, but he's either, not yeah. a
1: Harrison Ford level star. But he no. will do stuff like he'll do the training oh. days to get the big pub. And then he'll do the before sunsets or whatever, go like yeah, he'll over do the, the underground. Tiny stuff.
0: Still does now, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's tough to find a comp, and unfortunately, like you know, and uh, and I love Chris Pratt, and I, I like Chris Hemsworth a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're Harrison Ford's level in terms of actors either. But
0: yeah, see that's the, now you're bringing a full tough. circle where yeah. now you have this. We're we're in this current time where we don't. I, I know they keep doing this, especially cause Tom Cruise is doing what he's doing right now. Like mm-hmm. the last movie star, like we, the movie stars today were built differently and came up differently than this era of obviously Ford. And then, uh, you know, cruise is a little after him in terms of age, but we're still in that neck of the woods of p- things where just, um, cause even the Stallones and the Schwarzenegger still did little stuff. Um, cause they just did, you know, it, some of it was paycheck. Some of it was to work with other things where, yeah and of course denzel's classic example of like never taking a big swing other than but having things swing big for him um yeah today we just don't have those people we don't have uh a a person who is so i'm not saying they're all supermodels and tv stars but we just don't have a lot of classically trained bradley cooper is like the next last guy who was you know he's an actor studio guy um we don't have yeah, a lot true. of those anymore you know well
1: and, and and there's also a lot of recency bias with these analysis especially of tom you're not kidding tom cruise because
0: yeah.
1: i tom cruise went through you know he went through a period other than the mission impossibles which were like the money makers right yeah
0: you yeah, know he, he went
1: he went he did the yeah. he did the valkyries the night and days rock of ages jack reacher yeah oblivion You know, he did, and the Mummy remake. Like he's had some flops, yes. But because he's been hitting it out of the park the last couple years, Mm -hmm. most especially with Top Gun, like suddenly everyone's like, he's the last movie star. It's like, yeah, but he was, he was just like a Schwarzenegger and Stallone for a while, where he could not get something to land outside of a franchise. This is true. Was he was more of a, you know, people don't want to admit this, but Cruz was more of a Vin Diesel or Chris Hemsworth than I agree somebody else because he had a franchise to back himself up for the money yeah but couldn't make anything else stick i mean that went for a long time
0: i think the last movie star more than cruise is george cooney because that's a guy because other than oceans other than Mm -hmm. oceans look at his choices look at his and then still radio brad pitt another good yeah those are the two guys to me that are um that are, that are both. That are actors and movie stars and maybe the last of that dual breed. Yeah, it's only Legit been... level, can do anything you put him in. Doesn't have to be big, doesn't have to be the lead. When they're the lead, they're great. When they're not the lead, they're still great. Like, you don't have a lot of guys who can do that. Because well, here we are. We're talking about Chris Pratt who, other than Delivery Man, can't be your sidekick character anymore. He has to be Chris Pratt.
1: Yeah, and, and like Brad Pitt for the longest time, like, Ocean's, I think like, the oceans movies were like some of the only hits he ever had, like in terms of true. pure hits, like he was oh, yeah. probably one of the biggest movie stars with like the least amount of hits because he That's was true. always doing so much stuff that didn't make money, you know, like, you know, and, and you look at, uh um, or it's the
0: cult stuff where like the love yeah. for Thumb and Louise came later. The love for seven came later. The love for five like, club came later. Yeah. He, yeah.
1: he, so. Wrapped it in 2022 uh-huh let's see he had one two three four five six seven he or was he only in three of them sorry so he was in three but he was a producer as well but this these are the movies he put his name to in 2022 alone the seven movies yeah. either as an actor or a producer uh-huh. the lost city oh that's uh, right yeah over like kind of a comedy yes yeah. uh he did father of the bride on hbo for whatever reason
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, just back into money there. Yeah, he
1: starred into the he started Bullet Train, which is one of my favorite movies, but can uh-huh. be kind of seen as like a just a kind of a Tarantino knockoff crime a throw, picture, a
0: throwaway movie. Yeah,
1: he, he produced She Said and Women Talking, which were like um, mm-hmm. what do you call it like, like, like topic pictures,
0: prestige stuff that he, a lot he, of people don't do. Uh-huh. He
1: also produced Blonde, which was another topic, Absolutely. you know, movie star Hollywood history kind of thing, and then he starred in Babylon,
0: which was yeah.
1: Damien Chazelle
0: him like him, that's him really going for it yeah
1: yeah i mean you, you look at you know Chris. um the same the same year that he produced if beale street could talk he was in deadpool 2 in a cameo Amazing, you know, like he does yeah. he does that kind of stuff where he uh um, he's
0: reached a level where he can like yes he, yes now that he's in his 50s i think he's pretty much in his 50s like he, he he's he's old he's he could be a lead when the when the lead calls for it, but at the same time, he's not overexposed thanks to the lack of franchises where he can't just show up, like you said, in a cameo or yeah, as the, he, the joke part in Lost City. Like, he could do, he could do a, he could be, he's not overexposed to not do a supporting part. I don't know how well, many other so people can say so, that. Yeah.
1: So much so that his stardom alone gets movies made. For instance,
0: this is true. Um,
1: for instance, 12 Years a Slave, which his company Plan B That's produced, right. he had no intention of starring in that movie. No. But all the financiers were like, if you're not in this movie, we're not paying for it.
0: Yeah. And, and he there's, gave himself you know, the smallest and, part. Yeah.
1: And he gave himself the smallest part, though, everyone pilloried for him yeah. for it because yeah. because it was like, oh, you're the, the white savior of the movie, you know, ah. who treats everybody right, which is stupid. Yeah. But there were countries that released posters and it would say twelve years of slavery and it was just oh. his face on it. Oh sure. Like like totally. you know, I mean? so it's it's funny. And and also to sum it up, not only did he get that made twelve years of slavery is he in it and produced it, but he was in World War Z the same year. Mm-hmm. So like he he is he's a good example. Clooney, I Great think, example. has kind of fallen off Well, a, a,
0: the last a, ten he's years, a, He's so. another decade older where age age catches up, where he, yeah, he's just at a different time and era. He's gonna enter that Michael Caine morgan freeman level that i always talk about where he's just in it he's just in it to be him and he's just in it for the joke almost where De Niro is well, too like he doesn't have a lot of like sizzle to do a big you know he, well he's got a new movie coming this christmas that it looks like another attempted oscar contender but he's also he can rest on his laurels too like he can just step back and make his movies you know like
1: yeah I he's think, become a director think, uh, too so yeah i think Affleck is kind of He's getting there. in that realm yeah. now because he, yeah. he had that he we've talked about this on the show before but he had yeah. that that He's area sure. where yeah. they took they took the indie Ben Affleck and tried to make him an action star tried to make him a, yeah. a marquee guy
0: yeah and, and he, he took had to he reinvent himself. yes to a few things too yeah oh
1: sure sure but he had to like reinvent himself yeah um you <laughs> G- know to, G- to get
0: G- back Jersey girl got him bad yeah
1: but I'm trying to think like I'm looking at Clooney I'm looking at his filmography right now yeah I mean, I, I think the last maybe hit or critical success might have been Gravity in 2013. So we're talking 10 years. Yeah. Because he did Monuments Men and.
0: No one know, bombed, he, unfortunately. He bombed as he directed.
1: Tomorrowland yeah. was a huge bomb. Hail Caesar was yeah. uh, a Cohen's Brothers that did not work, at least yeah. for me. Money Mid-Link, Monster, yeah. Midnight Sky, Ticket Midnight. to Paradise.
0: Those are two, mi- know, two misses. Ticket to Paradise did fine. But uh and but it's look what he did. He it took him. Let me just lean on sometimes I heard this in another podcast. Like sometimes the movie star just needs to show up and be a movie star. Like yeah, don't know like Tom Cruise and Jerry Maguire. Like there there's no way to make him a sad sad you're you're still fucking Tom Cruise. Like just go be the movie star. Just just act the part, be the part. You are the part, you know.
1: The days of Tom Cruise, like the Born on the Fourth of July's, the Eyes Wide Shut, which I think is one of his best performances.
0: Mm, Magnolia. I think
1: he's kind of he's yeah. kind of become the Chris Pratt now, where he has to play Tom Cruise. Like, I,
0: hope, I don't
1: think I don't think well, he's him, gonna get a movie. Like I don't think he's gonna yeah. come out and say because you look at it, he's got Top Gun and now he's stretched out those Mission Impossible's to yeah. the other two parts.
0: Two and he's done. Yeah,
1: I don't think he's what, gonna, what does he gonna have be next? in a, like an eight million dollar indie film.
0: Like he's I, kinda, if he does he needs time off and he needs to he needs to play his age he needs to fucking stop coloring his hair and just become what he was what he chased in 85 he needs to become paul newman cuz he cuz he can like someday tom cruise with grizzled and gray and wrinkles could do the verdict
1: cuz st-
0: someday we'll be like damn that's still tom cruise he can, the, the guy can act like but it's, he needs to stop he and, he's got to let go of some youth and he's I, he says he's going to do it, but I don't believe him. So, yeah.
1: And that's the thing that I think Harrison Ford, he doesn't get a pass for a lot of the stuff that he's done.
0: Yeah. You know, because he does paycheck
1: and he does grumpy old man.
0: He does, yeah. But
1: when he, you you speak a lot about Age of Adeline. And it's I can it's also vouch,
0: part. I can't believe it, but it works. Yeah.
1: And I can also vouch for not only the recent Indiana Jones, but also Blade Runner 2049, which are, I think both of those are yeah. not nostalgia chase movies. I think no,
0: he's giving us all of yeah. those. You know, and he,
1: pl- and he plays his age. You know, like he does. It helps. You know, in Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which everyone knows is my favorite movie, like he yeah. is, he is sorrowful. Like he feels oh, absolutely. Like he feels broken. Like you know, he's got so yeah. much emotion in his eyes. And even in, in even in indie, there's moments in the new indie oh, where totally, you know, he's really giving it his all. But he's doing it because he's allowing himself to play with his age. He's allowing himself to be vulnerable. And mm-hmm. to me, that's that's the and that's one of the reasons why I'm such a Marvel guy is because they've allowed their heroes to be vulnerable. They're not the, yeah. they're not the Schwarzeneggers and Stallones, and even to a degree, Tom Cruise. You said it yourself; like you wouldn't see Tom Cruise now in a Hanover Street
0: because no, he's got to
1: be he's got to be always cool. You know, it, it yeah. reminds me of a story at least I was this, told. At least,
0: at least you know, this this Fountain of Youth version of Cruise, if he went. I look at collateral as the like, like one of the few, one of the last few times he challenged himself because yes, yes. even if he faked it, he let the gray come in and he played his age um, right. and played a little harder. And I just, I hope whatever he finishes with top gun and I hope whatever he finishes with mission impossible gets him to a point where he goes back to taking chances. He, he rests on some laurels. He's going to make a ton of money set for life I or, or, life. or he needs to be, or he needs to be Brad Pitt. He needs to produce and start spreading the wealth to the next generation like go 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 back the next five great people you know go be glenn Powell's best friend something whatever you know yeah
1: his his last four movies have either been mission impossible or top gun however yeah did i will say that american made was an interesting little yeah he's still playing Tommy cruise and that's a favorite for
0: a friend that's doug lyman yeah he was
1: trying something a little different like with that. And then also Edge of Tomorrow, which is one of the best time travel sci-fi plays films. It's a
0: coward for a change, which is great. Yeah. Which is interesting. So he he has his moments. but Because he does, I know they're still there if he wants well, to try him.
1: It it reminds me of a story someone told me about Alex Rodriguez, the baseball player. Like, yeah. you know, there was a time when, you know, sometimes you just got to swing the bat. Like, I don't know where sure. this Dan Patrick show, Rich Eisen or whatever. But he was so preoccupied with looking cool. I remember he took a strike. He took a strike and got a strikeout, like at the ALCS or something. He didn't Mm -hmm. even swing, and everyone was like, "He just doesn't want to look stupid. He wants to look cool. As long as he looks Mm. cool, striking out. Because you know, if you go to swing it, you strike out. You look worse than if you just stand there. But in another way, if you just stand there, you look bad too. And that's kind of what I feel is going on with movie stars these days. Is they got to just look cool. It's not necessarily about taking that chance, taking that swing.
0: Well, That's why they don't die. Out. You know, that's why they don't die. They're indestructible. They're infallible. They get the girl. They've made it. They've set everyone up to, be to, to always win, you, you know, mm-hmm. or, or they're in, or they're Keanu Reeves. They're indestructible, you know, like it, it's, it's getting a little, it's getting a little, I don't, I know it's, back to the 80s again yeah yeah really? yeah and, and i know it's escapism and i know we love that shit and we eat it up yeah, but, it, yeah. it, but at some point i don't know man like it's i realize a snap of realism will come somewhere i don't know where it is but it's coming so
1: you are right i i think that
0: yeah. we're getting to, peaks and valleys yeah we're, we're getting
1: it, to a level we're getting to a level of and, and i'll i'll wrap up here but yeah we're, we are getting to a level of Budgets are getting overblown, and yeah, I think that uh-huh. that that what made Marvel so successful—that vulnerability, that ability to have a character have more to them than just their superpowers, just their costume—is right. starting to fade away. Because I, I'm not—I haven't seen any of the Mission Impossible's other than the first one, so I can't really speak for it. And I can—I yeah. haven't seen all the Fast and the Furious, but yeah. from what I can tell, just from the advertising of it. Yeah, and, and it fits in that John Wick category where it just feels like they're the indestructible, nothing will ever happen to them. And I'm okay with that on a certain level for popcorn entertainment. Eh, sure, but, but at the same time, you, if everyone's doing that, you need That's, to start yeah. freshening it up a little bit. There's so. a
0: saturation there. Um, last question for the wrap-up. Yeah, yeah. Harrison Ford is 80. He just put away Indiana Jones. Yeah. How much longer do we have with him? Or does he okay. do like a Gene Hackman and hit 82 83 and retire and we never see well, him Not we'll never see him again but like I could see him doing a hackman where he just retires before faculties go away
1: well I mean he is getting into the Marvel Universe we talked about that he's guy that's be why I'm Captain like wow look at,
0: look at him go that's why I'm like whoa how far how far is he going
1: um well I'm gonna take a look and see if he's got anything else in the in oh the in the hopper I project
0: mean, wise that's a good question no, the
1: only the only thing he has Upcoming. On the upcoming is Captain America: Brave New World.
0: Wow! You know, he,
1: he could he could go the route of you know uh, his co-star Sean Connery. You know Connery was well known as a movie star, but uh-huh. he made so many bad decisions that you know at one point he just said, "You know what? I've turned down great stuff like Lord of the Rings, and then I do That's shit right. like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I just quit. Yeah. I'm done." and I,
0: uh yeah you know and hackman, hackman kind of there he he did it too before it got bad yeah
1: well hackman went out with welcome to mooseport that's that, that's the oh, problem i would love yeah yes yeah, i would love hackman to make and one more, more fucking movie oh even gosh, even yeah. joe pesci was like he retired and he was like i'm not going out on lethal weapon for like i gotta nope. go out
0: on the, something the irishman else. so yeah you know well uh-huh. but
1: yeah it's all but, right um, i don't know i think i he doesn't have anything on the docket but i don't know like i I wish
0: him well i I hope something i hope i i I, he's gonna he it's harrison ford he's gonna dazzle us with something's gonna get us one more time just one more time i just know it you know
1: yeah i mean his last real big peak was 2013 he did four movies that year and he's kind of done one or two every year since yeah he's still active but but you know what I mean? He is eighty. He's getting up there. I, I can see retirement hit the road. I can see him just being like, "Hey, I'm going to go out on as high of a note as I can." Yeah. And uh, maybe at least with Captain America, his his last movie will make wow. money as opposed to Dial of Destiny.
0: Oh gosh, <laughs> good point. Nothing.
1: But yeah. <laughs> so at least maybe he'll go out with a banger. Who knows? Well, you know, I'll be seeing it regardless. That's right. But, yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's wrap up. Um, first off, we want you guys to check out. The merch store on Every Movie Has a Lesson, we have Cinephile Hissy Fit swag, including shirts. We have Every Movie Has a Lesson shirts, and we have free blockbuster, the very local, but hopefully soon national, free blockbuster campaign Don's created in his town where he lives. You want to follow us on Twitter at Cinephile Fit, on Facebook at Cinephile Hissy Fit Podcast, and Instagram at Cinephile Fits. You can find both me and Don on Letterboxd to check out our film reviews and ratings. We are also on Rotten Tomatoes. We are charter members of the Independent Film Critics of America. Thank you so much for your loyal listenership and our tussles for connecting with us on social media. Cinephile Hissy Fit is a Ruminations Radio Network podcast sponsored by Film Obsessive and 25YL Media. If you enjoyed this show, the Ruminations Radio Network has more excellent programming with stellar hosts and spirits of topics. I know some of you probably don't listen to this part of the show, but if you are, please rate, review. Big time for us, that'll help. And subscribe to our show and others on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere you find favorite podcasts.